As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So Maggie, at 425 this morning, I was in Arizona, Phoenix airport, and I exited. And the exit I took to get to the rental car center, if I turned right, I went that way. And it said left to Los Angeles. And I had this fleeting thought <laughs> that if I just turn left and drove for a little bit, I could be in LA with you to do this podcast live and in person. <laughs> And uh, I contemplated that for a second, but then I thought that would really complicate the next uh, day. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely would have been um, to not only you and me, but to the rental car company. Because I would have been like, hey, I got your car, but I'm not bringing it back. I'm in LA right now. <laughs> but it was a, at least a good idea for the to, to entertain for a short while. Man, yes. so are you tired? That was this morning? It was this morning. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of like, you know, that level of tired where you're, you catch your second wind and you're kind of like, you know, punchy a little bit, you know, you're excited and you got st good stuff to do still. Mom and I have some packing to do and we have a podcast. So this is going to be an amazing uh, time with you. I can't wait to hear what's been going on in your life. We've got some questions from our from our friends about dating and uh, about adventures and all <laughs> kinds of stuff that we're going to get into. So, you know, I think I'm about ready to get started. Let's roll that intro music. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. You know what thought I had that made me really sad? What thought did you have? That made you sad? So it, it started in a happy thought. It started in a happy thought of being home for Thanksgiving yep. and then being home for Christmas and just the decorations and the Christmas tree and the stockings and everything. And then the realization that we are never going to decorate our child, like my childhood home again. Yeah, that, that's a, that's like, a reasonable thing to consider because yeah. it's true. Well, we I'm, still own it. So if you do want to come decorate it during Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's right. It's not but officially like, sold I'm never yet. Gonna, yeah. I'm never going to wake up and like run to the balcony and look down and see if the stockings are full. And then Eddie and I are never going to sit on the floor and open our stockings while you guys sit on the couch and watch and cuddle the dogs while that little... Um, TV thingy plays carols like the small one <laughs> in the kitchen and yep. like that's that's man that's a little heartbreaking like I it didn't really bother me for Halloween but Christmas well man. I know but you weren't not, yeah that's true 
I think that you'll be making some new memories and there'll be elements of the old that you'll find in a new environment. Mm -hmm. I remember that way when my parents moved to a new location too, that was an adjustment of, of course, but it's, it's the law of impermanence. Nothing lasts forever, including us. And so the sooner we get used to that and move on, you know, the better. Oh, that's a little jingle jangle from our buddy Spencer, who's in mom's lap, wearing his fuzzy <gasps> sweater. Can oh you see that? Oh my gosh, he has a hood. He has a hoodie he with has a, a hood. pom-pom on top. Oh, yeah, he's the most his precious thing. holiday sweater. <laughs> yeah, well, it's in the 40s here. So I thought it was time to break out the winter clothes. And one thing, a lot of dogs don't like wearing clothes. Spencer loves wearing clothes. <laughs> yes, so he does. don't feel bad about it. It's like this this hug. He feels like he's being hugged all the time. Yeah. I think he digs that because he loves it, affection, oh physical affection. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's Mags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos. We've got Mom on the line as well. And it's the day before Halloween. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it is not. It's the day before <laughs> Thanksgiving day. that the podcast there is dropping. Go. Did I mention I was a little sleep deprived? <laughs> well, we have been eating Halloween candy, so it, it does go on. So by the time this podcast... It is New Year's Eve. <laughs> somewhere. It's New Year's somewhere. No, no, not somewhere. <laughs> no, it's not, honey. <laughs> so Maggie, by the time this drops, you're going to be in Atlanta. That's going to yes. be amazing and exciting. Yes. And I just very, cleaned very out about... A thousand leaves from the pool in anticipation of our push in the pool video. So yeah, gonna be mildly brutal. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> it's a cold plunge. It's good for you. It'll be really awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so I was thinking about you know Thanksgiving and all the things that we're thankful for, and uh, definitely this podcast, definitely all the support of our fans and the support of our sponsors. And we've got a great sponsor for this episode, Uncommon Goods. And when you think about the season of gift giving, you know, what kind of gifts do you want to give? Some common gifts, some bland gifts, some boring gifts? Of course not. You want to give uncommon gifts. Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon to do that. It's here, Uncommon Goods, to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I know that you were looking on there today, Dad. Did you find any Uncommon Goods that you liked? A lot of them, actually. Well, first thing, whenever I walk in a store or on a website, I find the stuff that I like. And yes. then I quickly realized there's way too much of that. And I started to think about your mom and the things that she likes and what I could maybe get her for Christmas. Don't listen, honey, for just a quick second. And so oh, yeah, yeah, mom. mom, you know, mom loves her sleepwear, like her, her silky uh, pajama <laughs> bottom, like tops and bottoms and like cool stuff like that, that flows so freely. And I was looking at that and they've got the coolest ones that are great designs and like hand dyed items that are just beautiful. And then I saw these robes and you remember Maggie, Ooh. when that weighted blanket that you have in your house, Yeah, there's a weighted robe huh. that you can put on and wear it. And just like Spencer and his little <laughs> fluffy sweater with a hoodie on top. It hugs you and you feel the weight of like somebody or something giving you a full on Aww, embrace. Cozy and, I, and I thought that was really cool, but there's just so many options, great artists and all kinds of good stuff. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These fine products are often made in small batches. So shop now before they sell out this holiday season. 
Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They are the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Not the same lackluster gifts that you could find just anywhere. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, you give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash chaos. That's uncommongoods.com slash chaos for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer, Uncommon Goods, because we're all out of the ordinary. You know, I feel like you should get me something really expensive so that they can donate more to charity. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea, honey. I love how I'm just you thinking think. of others. All right. You got it. You got it. <laughs> So while I was in Arizona, I was attending another funeral that was amazing. And maybe we can get it into that later. <laughs> you got to stop describing funerals as amazing. Oh, my gosh. But this <laughs> one was like a bucket list funeral. It was amazing. Oh, but, my gosh. But I stayed with our cousin, Brandon and Dawn, and we had a, a wonderful visit. And yesterday, Brandon says to me, yesterday morning after we had breakfast, he said, Hey, Dan, what are you thinking about some little exercise. You want to go do some maybe biking or some hiking or something like that? And I'm like, sure, Brandon, I'm totally down with that. And so he's like, okay, great. And so I borrowed a pair of shoes from him because I didn't even have any sneakers or anything. And I rode Don's bike and we just took off. We started riding from his house. Beautiful day, Arizona this time of year. I mean, the air is dry, but it's cool out. We were in shorts, but with mm-hmm. a little bit of a sweater. You know, it just felt fantastic. A weighted sweater. Uh, no, it was a regular sweater, <laughs> not a weighted sweater. <laughs> but we were climbing like up and down, and it was a good little ride. Not not too far, maybe three miles is all to a trailhead. At which point we locked up the bikes and he's like, okay, let's go. So we start hiking up this to a top of a mountain. And it's one of the big hills there in, in the Scottsdale, Arizona area, Hmm. a sunrise trail, um, very challenging, but like, you know, loose rocks and up the hill and up the mountain and we're hitting it. We're talking, we're kind of adventuring and it just kept getting steeper and steeper and, and all the way up to the top and all the way down to the bottom, that whole thing, just the hike took us like two hours. And then biked back. I was like, well, you know, just a little bit of exercise, huh? (laughs) Um, And my, you know, the Apple watch with the exercise ring, when I finally like looked at my watch and it kind of kicked in, it went around like four and a half times. (laughs) Oh my gosh. um, I felt like, so my legs are going to be a little bit sore, but actually I feel pretty good. I still did my, uh, when I got back at the airport this morning, I I was on a a 6am flight, landed still morning time. And, you know, at the escalator at the Atlanta airport that goes all the way up, the my little Real thing steep. where, I, where yeah. I walk up the stairs, um, I walk up the escalator and count, see how many steps I can get in. I still did that, and it still felt pretty good. So oh, good. Every day's leg day, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I was supposed to be in uh, Scottsdale this weekend. What for? Um, my friend Alyssa, her sister got married. Um, and I was going to drive up with a friend because I had to be back yesterday because I had an event last night. Um, but my friend could no longer make it. And so it would have been me in a car by myself for 12 hours. And my right front tire deflates every day now. Deflates to flat. Oh, wow. (laughs) Maggie, that's not good. You need to replace the tire. I know. uh, There's a lot I need to do. I know. Yeah, that's pretty important though, because what's going to happen is it's going to bl- blow out maybe because oh. you're weakening the tire. Oh, now and, you're scaring me. And that would be a bad thing. 
I know. On the side of the road, you know? Yeah. Get I that know. fixed. Um, yeah, for sure. Speaking of athletic activities, I hurt myself playing pickleball like three days ago. Oh, no. Doing what? And like, I mean, what, what kind of pain? What kind yeah, of injury? Yeah, yeah, that's the kicker is we were warming up. Uh-huh. And I simply squatted to hit a ball and I felt this muscle pull in my leg and I could not stand on it. Oh no. Isn't that mm. so sad? I was like, I didn't even injure it for like some crazy shot. It's just warming up, but it's been so cold here and I I'd been playing a lot recently and so I knew I knew I was a little tired. Um but that's been good to honestly have a few days off. Um, I might play again tonight because my leg does feel a lot, a lot better. But self massage, and then before you stretch, make sure you do a no, little bit. No, actually, a little bit of exercise to uh, like a little bit of movement before you can then stretch it some more. But yeah, self massage is good. Is you shouldn't self massage a very injured muscle though. No, that's not good for you. It. Shouldn't make it painful. You, sh- you shouldn't make it painful. But you like even even with injuries, they want to move the the blood flow. And massage is one way to do that, provided you don't make it worse. Trust me, I study this stuff. I know this stuff. Uh, trust I've, me, trust me, trust I've me. I've injured myself Dr. my Dan. whole life Don't over you remember and over that, again. that book we read when you were little called Dr. Dan? <laughs> <laughs> it truly was. The, uh, Dr. Dan, the Band-Aid man. Yeah, something like that. Yep, that was me. <laughs> I had a few Band-Aids in Arizona, no. too. but We have Band-Aids <laughs> everywhere because we never know when we're going to need one. Yeah, never know. Never know. So yeah, hopefully you feel better. You're young, you heal fast. And so I'm sure you'll be fine, but don't rush it. Don't push it too far unless you want to. <laughs> yeah. No, the next day, what was crazy is I told myself for sure. Okay. I won't play pickleball cause it hurts so bad. So instead I went to six flags. No, <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I did. And we only rode one ride cause the <laughs> the lines were so long, but oh my gosh, it was so scary. And the thing about me and roller coasters is I never know if I'm in a roller coaster mood or not, because sometimes I absolutely love them. And sometimes I absolutely hate them. And I did not mm. know until after the first one, if I loved or hated them. And it, it ranged a little bit. The drops, the drops are just, oh, they mess with you. But it was it was really fun, and I have a season pass now, so I guess I guess I'll be doing more of that. It's the opposite of our last time at Six Flags, huh? When we had the whole park to yeah. ourselves and made ourselves sick yeah. within the first hour because of too many roller yeah, coasters. Yeah, because <laughs> no, what really pushed me over the edge that time Literally. was the wooden roller coaster, which mm. might just yeah. be one of the dumbest inventions ever. And I understood, <laughs> I understand that at a time that was the highest bit of technology, but we have technology beyond that now. So why are we riding wooden roller coasters that are literally shaking your like neck bones, hurting you so, Mm -hmm. so bad? Don't do that anymore. The Six Flags Scream Machine in Georgia. At at the time they built that, it was nostalgic. And that was the whole kind of idea behind it is the old fashioned wooden roller coaster to take you back to the early days of the pioneers of roller coastering. Um, because everything's wooden, the whole framework is wooden and everything like that. Um, but it's not very good. It's not very fun. Oh, no, no, but it took us, uh, we had to re-experience that to know that that was the case or for me to remember it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I did remember after even just the one roller coaster, I got so sleepy 
And it's it's like the sleepy you get from after riding roller coasters where your brain, you like close your eyes and you're just still moving a little bit in yeah. your head. <laughs> As you get older, though, it's very interesting. that gets harder. Like, that's the thing I didn't realize yeah. is when especially spinning now or roller coasters, mm-hmm. that disorienting feeling mm-hmm. is really bad. And I don't like it. Like, I don't like it like I used to, for sure. No, I know. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. But it's interesting, you know, because... Um, a lot of things in life kind of like we experience in one way and then throughout time we get experience things a different way. And, um, you know, you mentioned holidays like that, like this, this Christmas will be different. This Thanksgiving will be different. Um, and I thought, because this is like our Thanksgiving episode, we could talk a little bit about that, like how you get together with family and the things that we're thankful for and some of our favorite Thanksgiving moments and what we're looking forward to this year and that type of thing as well. What do you think, babe? Yeah. Is it, is it about the food or the people? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they're both so good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we have our Thanksgiving plans down yeah. to kind of a science now. <laughs> we do the same thing every year. But we're not this yes. year because we're hosting it. At our new house. You're telling me, even if we host it, the way it's going to go is not everyone comes over, we eat, we talk, we go on a walk, we come back, we eat again, we go on another walk, and then we come back and play games. No, we're well, going to do that. Well, we were going to just go on one walk, and well, the Thayers are going to be here, so that's that's different. We've never people. hosted them for Thanksgiving. Maybe a neighbor or two. We have a kids' table. Yeah, you're going to be at the kids' table. Maybe. You guys act like that's a punishment. We love it. I know. Good. <laughs> good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm glad you enjoy it. No, it'll be fun. It'll be really good. And yeah, you're right. I mean, everybody's making the same food, and we're just going to do it at a different place. And and I'm looking forward to that. It'll be fun to host a family. But what about pickleball? What about what Ooh, about pickleball? Yeah, we don't have pickleball. We don't have that at our neighborhood. We well, do. We could. We could. But um, on the tennis courts. Yep. Yeah, at our tennis courts though, they don't have pickleball courts. They give you tape, and you have to tape out the courts to make them pickleball courts every time. How long could that take? <laughs> <laughs> I've already been scouting out locations for TikToks. If you want to do dances in the neighborhood, things. sure. Yeah, there's a lot of pretty spots. Yeah, or at the parks nearby, all kinds of good stuff. I'd like to see you guys TikTok with the deer. I literally was talking to your dad on the phone the other day, and as I'm coming through the neighborhood during the day, middle of the day, I look over and there's a deer standing in somebody's yard eating their yard, <laughs> and then there's two other deer that are a little farther down. And they're just sticking their heads up, looking at me like, hey, can we come up too? Are you going to kill us? It's so funny. I got a picture of it. I'll share it. Yeah, that's really entertaining until it's your yard, your yard exactly. they're eating, you know, and all your landscaping that you've been working hard to cultivate. And yeah, it's yeah. more of a nuisance, I think, for a lot of people. But we like it yeah. so far because it's new. Yeah. So new is yeah. good. So giving thanks, Maggie, what are you most thankful for? Obviously, you know, it's about faith. It's about being thankful to be alive and thankful to God and all that. Well, never mind. I just yeah. kind of gave the answer. Yeah, I was like, what are you thankful for? I'm going to tell you what you're thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is something I realized yesterday that I was really, really thankful about was I was visiting my friend while we were going someplace together and I went to her place first so we could ride together and we walked into her new apartment building, and guys, it is 
so nice. It is beautiful. You walk in and it just smells incredible. The halls are like a nice hotel, like so much of it. And I, the whole time I was just talking to her, I was like, are you just so like ecstatic? Like, are you so overjoyed right now? And she was saying like, yes, like just the gratitude of even like walking to her room every day is just crazy. And I remember that's exactly how I felt when I first moved into where I live now. And it hit me that like, that hasn't changed. Like the circumstances that I was blown away with have not changed. I've just become accustomed to it. Mm. And it put me back into like just a more grateful state where just even like when I came back to my place that night when I was parking and when I was going up and when I was walking through my hall, I was like, wait, it is just so cool that I get to live here and that like, this is my place. And so that's something that I'm really thankful for right now is just my home, Mm -hmm. um, that I can have friends over that I can, I cannot have friends over. Like I can, (laughs) I can just function here. Um, Well, and just on a basic level, that we have safety and we have a home and we have protection mm-hmm. from the elements. And a lot of people in the world don't have that. Mm-hmm. And in a general sense, it's not about where you live exactly, but just the fact that you have a place to be. I mean, mm-hmm. that is something in and of itself to be completely thankful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I say that about um, our house I'm every day. Yep, you do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm thankful that I'll be coming home soon and getting to see family, which is so, so exciting. Um, I'm thankful for some new friends I've made out here recently. That's been really precious and sweet. Um, thankful for a lot. Mm-hmm. Thankful to be here. Thankful for God. Thankful for food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the follow-up, you know, God and food, the two main ones. Yeah. <laughs> Meaningful people, meaningful work. I'm thankful to be able to move, like go on a hike with my cousin when mm-hmm. he asks and have mobility in my life because it's such a sense of my joy. I'm so thankful for my wife and our, our relationship, which is still like so fun so and fun. amazing and we get to do yeah. cool stuff. But then, and also I'm thankful for Eddie and for you and mm-hmm. your happiness and your newness in life and the things that you're doing. And yeah, it's just uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah. Blows my mind. I'm, I feel like I'm in a constant state of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great, that's a great way to live. Absolutely it is. It keeps good things happening. You know, when you're in a place, um, there's a great line, a, a friend of ours, a speaker buddy of mine who is also our Sunday school teacher for a while, Ken Futch, he t- told a joke about, he said, or not a joke, but a saying, he said, do not say things are so terrible. Because God will hear you and God will say, you think that's terrible. I'll show you terrible. Yeah. You know? Instead say, everything is so good because God will hear you and say, you think that's good. I'll show, I'll you, show good. you good. And I think yeah. that's true. Like the more you focus on thankfulness, the more abundance comes into your life. Yeah. And he was quoting somebody else and I can't remember who it was because I had asked him about that before, but I love that. Love that story. Yeah, I really do love one thing that I do um, pretty much every night before I go to bed is like when I'm like laying down, going to sleep, praying, I really will just go through and list the like thank God for a few things that happened that day. And even if you feel like you had the crappiest day, finding a few things of that day that you were thankful for 
is it's just man i like i sleep better mm-hmm. i i i used to have like a pretty hard time falling asleep or i'd just get scared or whatever and this minute that i go into like just thanking god for like certain things about the day i'm like no longer afraid and i just get the best sleep it's wild nice that's amazing do you guys like pizza <laughs> Yeah. Yes, we had pizza again this week. I love pizza. <laughs> Man, well, next time you guys are out here, we'll have to go to Dobrik's. Yeah. Which, do you guys know about that? I no. saw I, a couple things on TikTok where David was showing okay. some things. Yeah. No, I don't know anything yeah, about so, it. Yeah, so you know David Dobrik, right, Mom? Yeah. Not personally, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I met him once. We got to play pickleball op- together, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. He just opened up a pizza shop right next to Saddle Ranch on Sunset. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the street it's on, um, which is like a huge deal. And they opened very recently. And day one, they sold out of pizza. What? Isn't that yep. crazy? What did that they do on day two? Did they get more? I don't. Today's day two. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm sure they have more pizza. But um, <laughs> last night they had this uh, opening party kind of thing, I guess, after it had closed, uh, just to kind of celebrate the launch. Wait, an of... opening after it closed? <laughs> that seems at, an op- counterintuitive. At, so it wasn't at the restaurant. It was at a different venue that they had rented out, like a party, um, like a celebratory. Yeah, it was a party. party. Yes, very much so, where they served Dobrik's Pizza, of course. And it's spelled D-O-U-H-B-R-I-K-S, which oh, is nice. so cute because it's like pizza dough. Got Wait so a smart. second. So um, they didn't run out. <laughs> they no, just, they well, ran out at the pizza venue, just, but not at the other venue. <laughs> <laughs> they just gave it to us instead. They're like, sorry, guys. Um, but but, but it, was, it was really, really nice. And they had something there that really reminded me of you, Dad. Mm. They had, and I'll send you guys this video. They had a guy or a girl, I don't know, on stilts, dressed up kind of robotically, covered in lights, who You're was dancing. Kidding. Was it the robo stilts? Not kidding. Was it the purple with the helmet? Um, was it purple? N- Unitard? N- um, no. It changed colors. Okay. Um, it was like. LED, but he did have a helmet on where you couldn't see their face. And he was just dancing around, having the time of his life. Cool. But I was like, man, little do they know yep. my dad does this. <laughs> Not <laughs> anymore. This. We kind of pioneered that whole thing about oh, 30 years ago, yep. maybe. Mom and mm-hmm. mom and uh, mom came up with a seed of an idea that Philip and I ran with. And yeah, it, and then they developed it, but but it was because you know it was so typical for people on stilts to wear stilt pants covering the stilts, and he got these cool stilts. They were purple and metallic, and I was like, please don't cover those up, man. Turn make some like a like RoboCop had just come out. I think it was no, that it's long ago. Long ago. It was okay. Oh, wise, you're right. It had before. been before that, but yeah. anyway. So I was like, yeah, make it, make it, make. Like a, a robo stilts or something. And that's actually what they ended up calling it, which I thought was a silly name, but <laughs> I was like, I didn't mean to call it that. But anyway, yeah, they, they, um, my favorite pictures of you guys were in New York City walking around in those outfits. It was pretty funny. Let's get back to your story. Did you get, I just, yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I was going to say, I sent you guys the video. I texted it to you if you do want to see what he actually looked like oh, and totally. see how oh, yeah. how look, close it was. I will look at that right now. Right now? You're going to look at it? Yeah. React, yeah. Live reaction. Oh, live yeah. Live reaction. Oh, that's cool. I think that might be Rob Kreitz, actually. Rob Kreitz was one of the original Robo Stilts. Um, that not the original Philip and I were the original. And then we had a, a team of like six guys. I can't tell. Cause obviously his, his face is covered, but I think Rob took the idea and then reinvented it and created something else. That's I seem to recall very that. cool. Yeah, man. Next time you see him, ask him if, are you Rob Kreitz? <laughs> he seemed, I will say, I don't know how old this person is that you're talking about, but this guy seemed very young. Okay. Well, he was, he was very, very mobile. <laughs> I'm sure there are more people who are doing it these days. So yeah, how was the no, pizza? It was, was it good pizza? It was really good. It's really good if you're in the LA area. I highly suggest you go try it. Um, thin crust, it thick crust? Thick crust. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was very, it was crazy how many people showed up to like support there were so, so many people there. It's like you turned your head and you knew everyone. Um, and so it was nice to see a lot of old friends, not old friends, but friends I hadn't talked to in a while. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a really fun night. That's so cool. Would you think it would be a good place to take somebody on a date? Because we got a question this week, Maggie. Um, and this is someone who asked a question. I think you're probably best positioned to answer this because it's been a while since I've done any dating. But this is from Swari. What is a great way to approach someone if you want to ask them out on a date? And what is a good first date? So the approach and the delivery. Like, what do you do when approach somebody? You know, you're all nervous. You're feeling like anxious inside, all the butterflies. Um, do you do it on text? Do you do it in person? What's do you, more? You send a note that says, will you go out with me? Check yes check yes, or no, no, or maybe. That's how it all starts, right? Do you think, do you like yeah. me? Yes, no, maybe. Oh man, I'm so, I, I'm a little conflicted on this because my first initial thought was 100% in person, um, which actually I stand by. I stand by, ask ask someone out in person. Um, but I'm also a person who gets um, flustered on the spot. And so sometimes I will say yes to things that if I had a second to think about, I probably wouldn't say yes to. Um, mm. But no, I'd say in person for sure. Date-wise, I prefer the first date to be, to be like pretty casual. Yeah. Um, I'd say coffee. Coffee, you can talk over it. There's not too much pressure. It's not like a sit-down meal. You don't have to worry about eating in front of each other, which sometimes stresses me out to eat in front of someone. Um mm -hmm. And so you just, you're there with your coffee, you're sipping some coffee, you're having some good conversation. Um, steaks aren't too high. And if that goes well, then maybe dinner to follow. Um, I think it's, it's, it's sweet. I hear a lot about people making a first date really, really sweet and really, really romantic, like planning a picnic or something like that. Um, and I actually don't like that very yeah. much. A little too I think much pressure. Yeah, it puts a lot of pressure to for a second date, um, and also just I I don't know it 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 gives them like bonus points or whatever, but you don't necessarily want that when you're just getting to know each other. You got to see if you're like 
Yeah, right. compatible you first. You want to start right. on a level playing field. Right. You don't want to go straight yeah. to the romantic when there may be no chemistry there. That that can be really awkward. Yeah. You know, I will say I can understand an exception to that if you guys are friends first. Yes. Like if you guys and already know each other and stuff level. like that. Yeah. yeah. Then like, okay, that's kind of sweet to show like we are friends. We already know we care about each other. Um, why not throw in some like kicks and giggles here to like make it really special? But if it's like your first time hanging out with this person one on one, just get coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, back back to the ask, um, you know, because yes, in person, I kind of agree with that too. It's like because what's attractive to someone is confidence, and if somebody has enough confidence to stand in front of you and have a conversation and casually invite you to do something, go on a date. Um, you know, that, that in and of itself is, is a mark of a competent person, somebody who's genuinely interested. It's not just kind of like a Hail Mary text. Anybody could do that and there's a safety to it. But if you put yourself out there in a more vulnerable position, obviously you face the rejection. So you're putting yourself in that position. Um, how do you do that in a way? Have you ever asked anybody on a date? Um, I was actually thinking about that. Uh, and yes and no. Hmm. No for a first date, but yes to someone who I had already. Oh, does this even make sense? Like we had talked a while ago and then we were both in town yeah. and then I was like, hey, like, let's go hang out. Like, let's yeah. go like get coffee or something. But that, that, that that's a lot less nerve wracking and a lot less stakes because at the core of it, like. We yeah, had already done it, bef- like hung out before, and right. I don't know. Is hanging out the same as dating? Well, it depends on the intention, I think. <sighs> um, mm. No, I, I yes, depends on intention, but I'm, I just I need everything to be defined at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but if someone came I, up I to you, if, being... a, if a if a guy came up to you and said something like. Hey, Maggie, you know, I really think you're an interesting person. I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. Would you join me? Maybe go for some coffee sometime. That's a, that's a date ask. That's a date. Um, here's the thing. Um, I'm okay for things to be casual, be like, oh, we're, we're just getting to know each other. Um, however, if a guy was ever, like asked about me and we had been like going on dates consistently and they were like, Oh, what's up with like you and Maggie? And they just said like, Oh, we're just hanging out. I, I, that would not sit well with me. Yeah. Cause that just Mm. sounds like, Oh, we're, we're talking and we're hooking up. And like, that's not, that's not an, I I don't know. It doesn't feel respectful. It doesn't feel whatever. Mm. Now, when you say hooking up, what do you mean by that? Hanging out. <laughs> well, yeah, because like I used to always hang out with friends and and to say like we're hanging out, we literally were just hanging out watching movies and well, it wasn't yeah. dating. And we've also, the three of us have talked about this a lot of our generations have very different definitions right. of hooking up. Right. We're like, right. in my head, hooking up is like kissing someone. Yes, that's good. I just wanted that clarification <laughs> yeah, officially in, on the in record. In our generation, that would, <laughs> it would be a whole lot more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. So, hey, here's an idea, though. Mm-hmm. I, th- one of the coolest things that ever happened to me 
was a guy asked me out. So we were going to go out to dinner or a play or something. And that day at work, I got a dozen red roses. And I was like, wow, that was, but there weren't a dozen roses. There was Mm. 11. Mm. And I was like, I've never counted roses. I've probably at that time, I'd probably only gotten roses. That was probably my second time until your dad sent me a dozen long stem red roses. Until this point, I thought this was going to be that story. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I counted them, which was odd because I've never done that. And that night, yeah, when he showed up to pick me up, he brought the, the, the 12th rose in a little vase. And I was like, Oh, that really was kind of cool. But we were just friends. That's not where I thought that was going. Yeah. Well, I was just an oh, idea. Oh, you were not like just that. friends. He he did not want to be just friends. Well, but... <laughs> he bought you 12, mom. <laughs> we became friends. We stayed friends. We she friend-zoned mom friend-zoned him totally. Him. Yes. <laughs> is what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, no, what I thought you were going to say, mom, is because I've seen this on TikTok a lot, is guys giving girls... Um, flowers and then they keep one and put it in water so they know when it dies to know when to buy her new flowers. Oh. Nice. And that's that sweet. That's pretty cool. I like the idea of maybe something, an activity as a first date. Like we get to go somewhere, do something fun together, some physicality. Obviously, mm-hmm. I yeah. like physical stuff. Um, one of my favorite first dates ever was a, it was a haunted house experience with someone and we went to a few different haunted houses in an evening and it was fun because it was like you had that appropriate distance, but when you get scared, there's like kind of like a built in excuse to like a scary movie to like cuddle a little bit or like, you know, to kind of begin to approach those, those experiences. That was when I was a freshman in high school. But the person has to be into that because, you know, I don't think I would have, well, maybe in high school I would have been. Well, totally. you're also saying you knew him in high school, so you knew him beforehand. Yeah, we were in cl- we were in a class yeah. together. See, yeah. that makes more sense. If it was like someone who this was your first time hanging out with, I feel like activities are tough, just because you're already you're stuck. Like, yeah, you're meeting each other, but you're also like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the bottom line, hope you find some encouragement in that and some courage, <laughs> you know, make the ask, put yourself out there. Um, but, but roses are pretty bold and I definitely wouldn't go there unless yeah, you know don't, that person. Don't do the roses thing. That's um, kind of the overly romantic gesture. And Dan, Dan did that. He sent me the roses before he asked me out. <laughs> he sent me the roses and the note said, I really enjoyed working with you because we worked on a murder mystery together. And would like to take you out to lunch someday or sometime. How about how about lunch or how yeah, about yeah something like that? And then he followed up with a phone call and asked me out. But the roses came first. But it was also kind of like a you know we wrapped the show, so it was kind of not as freaky. Congratulations on wrapping. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and I still have those roses. No, I don't. <laughs> I might actually. I don't know. So how about some Thanksgiving trivia since we are in the season, Ooh. okay? And you can you can use this tomorrow at your Thanksgiving and share it with the people in your family or friend gathering. Okay, Maggie, what is the home to the oldest Thanksgiving parade? The oldest Thanksgiving parade. Oof. Shay, what do you think? Um, I'll let Maggie guess. I, you have I an answer? Uh, you, said, you said city? City. 
So think American oh history, old city. That'll get you there. I have a guess. Uh, my guess was like Baltimore, Maryland. Jamestown? Mm. Before the capital was in D.C. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody seems to understand. Siri's trying to get in on it. It was in <laughs> Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. Philadelphia. No. Yeah. no, it was in New York. The first Thanksgiving parade? Well, the Constitution was signed in no. Philadelphia. The capital, the first capital was in New York. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I I watched <laughs> Hamilton, guys. <laughs> I was thinking about the Constitution being signed in Philadelphia. Constitution Hall, ah. all of that. It's the birthplace of our nation. So we were all wrong. Philadelphia. <laughs> Liberty Bell. <laughs> Liberty Bell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got another one? Or was that it? No, no, I got oh. more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, which president issued the first Thanksgiving proclamation? Is he a popular one? <laughs> will, we, will we know his name? Maggie knows all of them, so not fair. I do know all of them. <laughs> the first Thanksgiving proclamation was issued by George Washington. Can we get a, Dad, ah, what the, the heck? First we didn't get it. Dad, you didn't uh, well, let us I, guess. <laughs> well, uh, we got more questions. I'm cutting to the chase. 1789, <laughs> it's a beautiful Thanksgiving proclamation. You should go read it. It's all about gratitude to God for all the abundance and the opportunities and victory and all of that. And, and there's and a the pumpkin nation, pie recipe birth in of it. The nation. Yeah, and pumpkin <laughs> pie. He, he put that in there too. Really good writer and a good cook. People didn't know that. <laughs> what did President Calvin Coolidge famously receive as a Thanksgiving gift? Oh, um, 42 apples. Mm, good guess, but wrong. A uh, puppy? Closer. Oh, really? A live raccoon. Oh, jeez. Famously. It's a terrible gift. So famous. It's a terrible gift. <laughs> it is a terrible gift. <laughs> well, they didn't say the person who gave it to him liked it much. Do you play with it or do you eat it? What are you supposed to do with it? It's Thanksgiving. It's confusing. <laughs> So final thoughts about Thanksgiving. I just wanted to encourage people that, you know, when you're around family and friends and maybe people you don't see all the time, um, I know that can be challenging for some people who are more anxious in social gatherings, or maybe you're dealing with people who have different opinions than you about things that are political or things about life choices or values or whatever that may be. Um, try to be thankful keep an open place in your heart for them and, and appreciate the gift of friendship and for family. Um, cause it can be tough sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Maggie? Yeah, no, that's real. That's, I think it's very rare for a whole family to agree politically, um, now, which yeah. is fine. Um, and honestly, probably healthy to have certain conversations and find mediums between everyone. Um, but it can also get very stressful and uh, politics <laughs> don't always need yeah. to be conversation at the Thanksgiving dinner table, uh, but somehow they find their way sometimes. So just having, having the mindset of at the end of the day, like you probably don't get to see your family that often. And like, this is a time to see each other and just like, remember the love and like really soak up those moments and have grace for people as you wish they would have grace for you and eat a lot of good food. Yeah, exactly. Keep it about the family and the friends and the food. I was thinking about the difference between like physical distance because we're all close together and 
and, and psychological distance. Yeah. Like you, you can hear someone or be around someone without letting that personally get to you. If it does, you could hear something you disagree with without becoming outraged. You might engage them in a conversation if you want and just hear them out and maybe restate what you ask questions. Yeah. What you ask questions and then maybe ask, Hey, are you open to a different perspective on this? And that's a really interesting question because if someone, if you ask that of someone, are you open to a different perspective? And they say, no, it's like, they've just revealed (laughs) Like they're, 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 they're not a very, they're not opening that door at all for any wiggle yeah, room. And so really there's care. no point in continuing the table, the conversation and they should just table it. You yeah. should have a safety word. So when things <laughs> come up and we're getting uncomfortable, just say raccoon. And that means we're not going to talk say, about this anymore. <laughs> or, or you could say pass, pass the mashed potatoes. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> pass the mashed potatoes, which is what I'll be making this year. Mashed potatoes and Amazing. sweet potatoes and a lot of veggies, grilled veggies. Beets. I'm the veggie guy. I bring oh, the veggies, so which is a sweet place to be. Not a lot of work. <laughs> well, I hope you guys have an incredible time tomorrow. And I hope that it's spent with loved ones and that you eat a lot of good food. I know we will certainly be doing that tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening to this today. We're looking forward to talking to you guys again next week. Yeah, we really appreciate you being a part of our family and for making us a part of your life. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. And even better, you can rate and review the podcast, which is really an extra special gift. And we appreciate that very, very much. But um, all our love to your family and to you. And have a great week. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Love you, Bye. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this. Do you guys see me stand up periodically throughout the podcast? Yeah, yes. I keep thinking you're leaving. <laughs> I know. It's like Maggie's gonna go to the bathroom. At the door. Pizza. Stretching out your hamstring, <laughs> your leg from your pickleball no, injury. No, it's good. It's my back. I have to stretch. I pop so much. I've been realizing because people around me have been noticing it. Where I'll just stand up and my knees and my ankles will pop. <laughs> it's great. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I think a pickleball break is just right on time. <laughs> I am playing tonight, but I do appreciate that. <laughs> oh, geez. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. 
LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.